stage. Snap photos from the pit. Documented musical stories. Thrashed in the crowd. And raged from the back. We are South Sisters! Welcome to another episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Drea Dahl, and I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, ladies. Hey, it's Angela Rose Red. Yeah, chaos. On this episode, we're going to be talking to Lori Herps, textile artist, assorted textiles, vinyl upholstery, stencil backgrounds. Lori's artwork is realistic sewn portraits, often referencing pop culture, iconic photographs, or historical moments. And she's married to Chris Sherry. And you guys yeah, might know him from another podcast we did. <laughs> weird. That's so weird. <laughs> so we're going to talk to her in a little bit. But right now, we're going to go around the room. Angela, what's going on with you? Well, a lot's going in since the last time. Ooh, a lot's we... going in. Lots <laughs> <Yeah>. going... <laughs> no <Sorry>. comments. <laughs> Sorry. Bad Fuck. Guilty. Uh, no, a lot's been going on since our last recording because remember we had Lindley, but that was pre-COVID, even though we released it after COVID. So a lot's changed, you know, since then. So I'm full-time work at home and I've been just diving into like my new job and also learning just the beginning, beginning foundational stuff of video editing, which has been pretty fun. And then, um... What else have I been working on? We've been doing lots of live streams through Grave Sisters. So any of you listeners out there that are wanting to catch some spookiness and enjoy that, definitely check it out. Um, I know that we extracted some of the vocals for our third episode, which dealt around the Phoenix Lights, which was pretty sweet. But uh, since then, um, I'm going to be attending my virtual graduation tomorrow. That's right. Virtual graduation. Oh, man. So. Yeah. What a How's bummer, that? man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because you remember I finished and graduated back in the fall. Hmm. So I promised moms and dad, you know, that I would walk the, th do the damn thing and everything else. Remember, I wasn't going to go to Canada with you guys because of it. I paid for everything. Like I paid for everything and it was supposed to process for like a month and then message about COVID, like really, you know, work at home started spreading the word of that pun intended, but still, sorry, mean that in the most sensitive way. But I mean, just a lot of that kind of expanded. And then it's like they rushed all my stuff overnight, but it's through a third party vendor. It's not like through University of Phoenix. Yeah. So it's actually going to be viewed on YouTube tomorrow. So you just kind of have to log oh, yeah. in at 5 p.m. You could view it later, but there's a lot of keynote speakers. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald was a University of Phoenix graduate. So he's one of the keynote speakers. And I turned in a picture, I turned in a quote, I turned in how to pronounce my name. So basically a slide's going to go up and that's what I'm going to say. Are they going you know? to say Angela Rose Red? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no, I had to go oh. by my legal last name, which we oh, won't that shush, shush, but they're not, they're not having little robots like walk the aisle. No, I know, right? We'll do that, I mean, like... It is interesting because there are some other graduations that I've seen where they've um, you know, still had them walk, but they still did six feet apart and sat six, six feet apart. So to me, I still think that that's still risking it in my mind. Yeah. But I mean, I am bummed. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm just so grateful that I'm at home. I'm healthy. I'm able to work. I'm able to do lots of things. I have so many people in my thoughts that I worry about constantly and those that are impacted and family members that are impacted by COVID and one aspect or another, whether it's financially or health-wise. I mean, those are things that I really keep in the forefront of my mind. So when I compare that to the fact, oh, I have a virtual graduation, it doesn't mean shit. And, <laughs> and part of me was kind of like, you know, I want to do this to kind of say that I experienced this. I really, really feel for the seniors in high school though. Like mm -hmm. that, I'm just like totally bummed out for them, you know, because that's a different you know, thing altogether. But when you take into account just trying to keep everyone safe and trying to flatten the curve, like in my opinion, fuck yeah, it's worth it. It's just uh, interesting times we live in for sure. But yeah, I keep, um, my hub's got me a manual, a new manual typewriter, a different one. It's a purple one. It's cool. It's out of my collection. So I'm going to be doing oh, some yeah. of that. With Punk Forefront, we're developing a, 
a virtual zine. So hopefully that'll be upcoming in the next couple months. I keep just trying to tell myself I want to take advantage of this time and do positive things and try to know that I can look back at this time that I was in seclusion for the majority of the time, but I still managed to do something that speaks to my artistic self and love to try to make happiness to those around me. So that's what I've been up to. Well, congrats to you, sister. You know, graduating high or college is a huge accomplishment. (laughs) So that's awesome, dude. Yeah, Yeah. I appreciate that. That means a lot, you guys. So what's going on with you? Since we last talked, I've been furloughed and I just got my job back. Been about a month or two. I don't know. I lost track of time. (laughs) But also building chaos merch. So and I want to thank everybody when I first got furloughed who bought stuff. And really, it was overwhelming. And until now i'm actually free ish of not that much work so it's been nice and thank you all of you drea angela and the rest of all the all the orders like it was it was crazy hopefully continue building it but now i have to go back to work we'll see how that goes and i got a kitty Yay! so So we added a new family member uh hopefully he's good to go he or she we're still figuring that uh out. <laughs> yeah i don't know i haven't looked down there yet but he lets you hold them or her i think it's a boy though yeah me and boys like well like animals <laughs> <laughs> we're tight so hopefully he makes it out oh fucking adorable streets, man. <laughs> i do have to say though like back to chaos merch it's been pretty great to see you know your progression with that and mm-hmm. I, I hate to be so cliche and say everything happens for a reason, but I firmly, it's hard for me not to, especially in those certain circumstances. And, you know, it's, it's great to see you be able to be creative and still be able to help. You're doing a service to other people too, because you're, yeah. you know, helping get affordable, good product out there. So right. Especially in this exciting. pandemic thing, this is the time yeah. to sell merch. Truth. And I'm the person to make it for you. So that's chaosmerch.com. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but no, it's been good. I'm ready to get back to work and do other projects and back to a schedule. What about you, Drea? What you been up to? I've been working from home every day. The hardest part about being quarantined at home has been not being able to go to the gym. And I'm really feeling it now. Yeah. Um, so actually that's I feel like that's one of the things that I might go back into the world and do mm. just because the gyms are open. I know you guys have concern for my health. So if I do do that, I'm thinking I'm getting up at 3:30 a.m. and going yeah. yeah and then just get it over with. And I'm not trying to like be selfish or anything, but it is the one thing in my life that I really do need. Yeah. Because let's be honest, live music for us is not going to happen for a while. Yeah. Potentially yeah. a year from now. Other than that, I've been actually in selling on Macari and Poshmark, and I've been making some good money doing it. Not yeah. enough to quit what I do for a living <laughs> every day, but it gives me something to do. Yeah. And that's been pretty rewarding. And dude, I'm making money doing it. Yeah. That's a lot of work, dude. It is a lot of work. Yeah. It's because it, you got to take a good picture. You got to yeah. like describe it right ship it out i do the majority of the shipping for the venomous pinks so i'm already pretty familiar with that and i have all the supplies but yeah i've been like getting super into it like <laughs> i don't know i guess just i guess because i don't have like band right now to yeah. like obsess over and so i yeah. just feel like throwing myself into that didn't you say your mom and your family was like starting to give you stuff <laughs> to post oh to? yeah oh yeah they're like can you sell this can you sell this and i'm like i can try girl i'll um, take a percentage off of whatever oh for sure for sure and they're like you know they tell me like hey keep this this whatever but yeah i don't know i feel like i might even like adventure out to goodwill on like the mm-hmm. the 50 days because i'm finding what sells a lot shirts with horror movies on it or band shirts and metal shirts yeah. for some reason no that's a huge thing because i have a friend that he did meat meat market which has a small amount of um, mer- uh, merchandise or did that was sold out of Ghost of Eastside Records and then also Luxie Vintage. Anyway, they that's they would buy stuff from like estate sales, super cheap. You know, you find the good stuff or you go to Goodwill or go to thrift stores and you find these vintage stuff. I mean, look on different vintage site- sites and see what other trendy stuff because like old school Budweiser Levi's are actually a huge thing too. 
dude, you may find your like next niche that you can <laughs> yeah. like quit and do full-time music. You know Yeah. I mean? You know, there's going to come a day when we're going to have to like choose between working this real job or touring. Like if we get offered a huge tour, we all agreed, like, we're not going to say no, like we're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. And, you know, so Gabby figured out like chaos merch. Cassie already does her own independent business with like dog walking and everything like that. It was like, well, what am I going to do? You know? And I think yeah. maybe like, this is it. If I get really good at this, I can survive off of it. I mean, Mitch, I've only, she would be so good at this. <laughs> I've been, dude, I've only been doing it two, three, two or three weeks now. I've made, I think a little over five hundred dollars and that's awesome. just from stuff that i've purged in my own collection i've yet to like go out and buy do it shirts yeah that's like the next step so i'm gonna wait a little while see where this goes with the cases and everything in arizona that's, that's yeah. pretty bad see if you're listening you got stuff you want me to sell hit me up and i will <laughs> sell it for you at a percentage <laughs> That's so awesome. this this one big sound sister commercial for Chaos Merch and Trade Doll <laughs> and Angela Rose Red has been brought to you by now. <laughs> hey, we're just all up. Basically, we do shit and, and we'll hook you up. <laughs> we're stuck in quarantine, but we're still doing shit. Yeah. We're three mm-hmm. hardworking, independent women who don't need no man. Mm-hmm. Truth. <laughs> or woman. <laughs> that's right <laughs> politically correct there you go man or woman <laughs> but we keep them because we likes them <laughs> but there's no need yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on this episode for the roundtable topic how to shake things up in your own artistic process how do you outdo yourself artistically angela you were the brain behind this topic let's start with you well, what's interesting about this topic is I really was curious to hear what Lori has to say about it because I want to get some takeaways from that. I know that sounds a little bit self-serving, but I mean, I, I don't ever claim to know any of the answers. I'm still exploring like the rest of us, but I think this time in quarantine has really made me try different things and just different mediums and be more open to the process of failing because I don't have time, you know, I don't have time or specific limits for things. So I did things recently a couple of weeks ago and I decided to go through my closet that's filled with like different art supplies, different craft supplies, different things and look through negatives and kind of pull things out and stick them out where I can see them. So I know, okay, I'm going to try it. Like I even tried like wood burning. I had this wood burning kit that I had like years ago that I haven't done anything with. Now, mind you, have you guys seen any of my wood burning escapades? Have no. you? No. Right. And no. I talk to you every day, right? It's terrible. <laughs> it was, a t- but it's a learning <sighs> process. You know, it's trying something different and seeing, you know, having fun and trying to get back into playing with it a little bit. I mean, there was a point where I looked at my negatives and I got super sad and realized like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to go back into a dark room again, because the majority of me going into a dark room is using other people's facilities because it's really, really expensive to set up your own dark room. It's a lot of stuff that's, you know, into it. You have to have like running water. It's, you know, our setup at home doesn't quite support that, but you know, it's got me thinking like how I could support it, how I could try to like DIY that shit or, you know, figure it out. Because even when things do open up, do I really want to put myself in an environment where I'm next to people that close while doing some of this work? And it's kind of a bummer because that was part of what really inspires me is the energy around other people too. So I think it's just trying to be more just calm with yourself and and also just changing it up. So, and then at that point, you kind of stumble upon something that you like and then, okay, this is worth investigating more. This is worth trying more. That's what I've been trying to do. And I'm, I feel like I'm still trying to find my voice as a creative. I, I still feel like I haven't completely honed into it yet. And, uh, it's something that I need to kind of explore and leave no stone unturned at this point. Explore yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In a safe, familiar fashion. (laughs) Uh, I think, you know, uh, for me personally, 
I, I'm joking with you guys earlier, but it's kind of like you have to really want to push yourself. So what, what can't, like, what exactly motivates you to do it in the first place? For me, it's, for me, it's just kind of like reaching deep down inside and, and letting your vulnerability out in your songwriting. Because there's always that I wanted, I want to do better. I want to write better music. I want to write better songs. How do I do that? You know, because a lot of times I listen to other bands and I'm like, fuck, why didn't I think of that riff? I don't, we've, we've talked about it before. Like, oh, like go back to the roots, listen to stuff that motivated you in high school, like, or find right. new music that, you know, pushes you to want to be a better musician. That's the great thing about music is that you can listen to it in any mood you're in and it can lift you up. Or if you're feeling sad, you can listen to sad music. For me, it's just kind of like building off of that emotional trauma and just getting out the truth at this point. Damn. That is deep. (laughs) That's some fucking shit. Yeah. All right, Gabby. (laughs) Well, it kind of goes back with what Drea say, like the music stuff. Uh, I've been trying to put out my older music, but put it out in three different genres. Mm. That's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> like, I know which ones they are, but I won't say it because I want to, like, release them. Surprise. So I've been trying to, like, rewrite each song in three different genres. And it's freaking hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You either have to slow it down or make it completely different. I haven't had much time to do it but it's in my head and i've been it's gonna happen someday 2020 century (laughs) (laughs) so you're you're somewhat exploring too yeah i'm trying to explore that with music also just listening to like older music and trying to go back to the roots and all that so it's it's been interesting it's in my head though we'll see what happens all right guys uh it's going to be interesting to hear Lori's perspective on how she actually outdoes herself because she has some really rad art i was looking at earlier i love the horror movie stuff i love the punk rock older punk rock icons that are in her artwork she even had a negan up there from walking dead which i don't know if you guys remember i started watching that that's like the one show i binge watched Oh, that's right. Oh, right, right. During, <laughs> during quarantine. Yeah, that was awesome. We're going to take a little break here. And when we come back, we'll be with Lori Herps. And we'll be talking to her about punk rock, art, and everything in between. Right here on the Sound Sister Podcast. And we're back. Right here on the Sound Sister Podcast. You guys, welcome to the Sound Sister Podcast, all the way from Stockton, California, virtually, Lori Herbs. Lori, your hair, the backdrop, everything is amazing. Yeah, he's um Chris set up this backdrop he was doing. Uh, he's a teacher, so they had a, an award show at the end of the year, which was, of course, all online. So he said, these were actually, these are from our wedding. So they're 20 years old. And he found them in the attic the other day and set them up. So now we have a fancy little sound studio. To- Amazing. <laughs> Way <Yeah>. to recycle <laughs> and use love it. your resources. It's well, and since this is a podcast, no one can see what's going on. So I'll describe it. What's going okay. on is <laughs> some gold <laughs> shimmeriness in the backdrop. And Lori's beautiful as ever. And she's got amazingly bright green hair. So it's pretty rocking. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so good to chat with you. I know um, I ran into you for the past couple of punk rock and paintbrushes, the past couple of years and seen your work. And um, I've been wanting to get you on the podcast. So I'm so glad that quarantine, you know, we get to see you quarantine through, you know, the computer screen here. So <laughs> thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, How are things um, going there? It's weird. It's weird (laughs) with the rest of us. Arizona's kind of, it's definitely very odd because they're opening things up pretty fast. I know a lot of people have different opinions. My opinion is it's just opening, things are opening way too fast, I think. And our government is, you know, they make certain decisions that I don't necessarily agree with. So it's, it's interesting because a lot of people are out and about, no one's wearing masks and it's like, this didn't go away, everyone. We still need to be careful. right yeah it's so hard because you go outside and it's beautiful out and you know everything looks fine and and so it's hard to get it in your head that like no things are still pretty dangerous and it's 
probably not a good idea to just be out wandering around. Are you guys in lockdown over there? We are, which is, you know, is really fine for me because I'm pretty introverted anyway. So I just go in my basement work and <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm good with that. But um, I know that, you know, it's making a lot of people really stir crazy. Yeah, makes it kind of, it definitely makes it difficult, especially, you know, the whole live music thing. I mean, it's definitely put on pause, which it really needed to be. I, I mean, in the beginning, there was some bands that were pushing forward and some that made a conscious stand to say, you know, we're going to hold back and just think of the safety of our fans. And I'm pretty proud to see some of the people in our community making these decisions and really promoting oh, and really hard ones that are really like your your whole budget for the year is shot. It's so scary. Yeah, I've, I've been really impressed too at the people who've been, you know, going online and making different, just like changing their strategy. Okay, we can't have live shows. Here's what we're going to do instead. That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. So you're a full-time textile artist, right? You're just... I am. Yeah, I um, I homeschool my son. So I do that. And then I, I am an artist too. Okay. I used to work at the high school. I used to do costuming there, but now I just do the art stuff. Oh, that's awesome. So I was going to ask you, how, how did all this come about? How did you get into the medium that you're in? Well, after, after I had my son, my in-laws bought me a sewing machine because I was just at home with him and infants are not super fun to talk to. So <laughs> I and uh, so I started kind of sewing on stuff. And Chris, he's a high school teacher. He teaches in the drama department. So I started uh, helping with the making costumes when they needed them here and there. And then pretty soon they had me in their teaching costuming. So then when the kids would do a particularly good job, I would make them a, a bag or something just to say thank you and it had you know Lincoln drama on it and I kind of got bored with that so I started doing faces on stuff and it just kind of progressed from there I just kept kept going <laughs> I have a background in photography so and I love love uh, manual analog photography and a lot of the images that you choose are historical images from that era right. era and so I'm just so impressed and how you get the shading the contrast just how you definitely incorporate that but you also it's understated but it's intentional in a lot of aspects if that makes any sort of sense so yeah so what makes you choose a photo or a character or a scene that, that you're like, aha, this is what I'm going to focus on? You know, usually if, if I'm not doing, mostly what I'm doing now is commissions. So that kind of limits what I have to choose. But if I'm doing a, a show at a gallery or something like that, and they give me parameters, I just kind of look for kind of what, what is iconic and reflective of whatever time period it was. So I do, I do a tremendous amount of research. I'm kind of a, a researcher by nature. So um, if I'm doing a, you know, if I'm doing a portrait of whatever, Godzilla, I will watch Godzilla documentaries and do a bunch of, watch Godzilla movies and, you know, look at a whole bunch of books and that kind of thing and just kind of try and narrow it down to what I think best reflects whatever the subject is. Wow. A lot of pre-work. That's that's really great. So we had our roundtable topic that we were just discussing that focuses more on how you outdo yourself as an artistic or creative or how you develop your own voice. So I, I mean, I told the ladies before you joined, I came up with this topic kind of a little bit selfishly because I really wanted to know what you thought <laughs> of this and what you do. <laughs> For me... There's not a lot of people who do what I do. I, I don't really know anybody who does no, no, <laughs> what I, I do. don't. And that's what and I find so, is brilliant. When I got started, when I was making, you know, really basic stuff, my husband had bought a bag that was a wrestling mask. So it was a, a glitter vinyl wrestling mask. And I thought that was super cool. And I thought, well, I could try and make one of those. I, just as I got more interested, I started looking at Paul Frank's stuff, and he's been very, very good to me. He asked, you know, answers a lot of my questions and that kind of thing, and did a show with me and that kind of thing. So I reach out to a lot of people. I figure, you know, the worst you can tell me is to get lost, and I will. 
But, um, <laughs> you know, people are so happy to talk about what they're doing. They're always happy to share stuff. So I looked at a lot of his stuff and then I started looking at Banksy stuff. It's kind of the same thing because it's looking at things just in like different different layers and, you know, what, what you're going to add first. I'm really, there's no reason anybody would ever know this, but I'm really picky about like the, the way things, the, the dark stuff that's in the shadows has to be in the back and then the, you know, the, as it goes forward and the light gets, hits it more, that those layers have to move forward in my pictures. It's been, you know, fortunately, I, I am married to an art teacher. You know, he he's teaches drama now, but he started out as an art teacher. So when I would get really frustrated and I can't make this look right, he'd go, you know, obviously the shading here is all wrong or whatever. And so I got a lot of help that way. You know, it, it just has been trial and error with me, a lot of it just kind of figured out something to do that other people weren't doing. So there's no wrong to it because I'm making it up as I go along, which is kind of nice. And it's, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty, excuse my language, fucking punk rock. Right? Like that's, you're like, this is, this is what I'm fucking doing and no one else is. So, and, and that's what I love most about your art. It's just, it's one of those ideas that it's like, aha, like this is new. This is interesting. This is exciting. And and I love it for many different reasons, but I have noticed that your attention to the way the light hits things is so on point because that's what makes a photograph. Is I love light. I love light and shadows and, you know, all those different things. And that, you know, I, I hardly pay attention to movies and things anymore when I watch them because I'm so busy watching the light and the shadows on everything and and just like figuring out where oh yeah okay so that would look this way and this would be a good place to yeah (laughs) that's what I was wondering (laughs) how you figured out the layering and all that like yeah you know you know mainly what I do is I look at shapes I don't ever look at the whole piece so whatever I'm working on that little part I'm not thinking okay this is a cheek and and it goes under the eye I'm thinking okay this is a light part and it's Mm kind of curved here and then this is going to have to go down darker because when I tried to think of the whole picture I couldn't do it makes sense yeah crazy wow wow that's awesome well and your your stitching is pretty pretty insane (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing it's perfect yeah. can you walk us Thank through you. your i think process? you didn't look at it very close so just i know i do i'm just like this is amazing <laughs> like i look at especially when you have textiles within the textile i mean that's mm-hmm. really hard and spacing is huge like if anything's a little off that's all you right. focus on right I, i've thrown a lot of stuff away for sure so walk us through your process if you don't mind or what you feel comfortable sharing if Sure. Um, well, like I said, I, you know, I generally start out doing a fair amount of research, at least about things I, I don't, you know, if I'm not real familiar with that, I'll, I'll do a lot of research to try and figure out what makes this thing unique, you know, or what, what draws people to whatever it is that I'm working on. It used to be once I found an image, I would just make a, a pattern and then print it out, print out the pattern in reverse and go from there. But as I've worked on it more, I find myself wanting to to not just do a direct, you know, like here's the portrait I saw, here here it is on on a canvas. I want to add my own backgrounds or or change things. And so I change around, you know, put a raccoon head on it or whatever, you know, whatever it is that I'm gonna do. And um so I'll, I will make a pattern and then I cut it out uh, with an X-Acto blade. I cut all my pieces out. I have everywhere I go, if I find any little scrap of uh, vinyl, I pick it up because they're all different, just slightly different colors, different variations. So I have tons and tons of vinyl and I cut them out with an X-Acto blade and I use lots of spray, spray glue which is always hard for me to say, spray glue. Get on there and uh, and then I have a great big industrial sewing machine that I sew them down with. It's got a giant, it's an 18 inch throat. So it's big, huge, so I can roll stuff up and stuff it through there. And yeah, then I stretch it onto a canvas and that's about that. Wow. So how long does an average, well, I guess it depends on how big the piece is, if it's a bag, if it's whatever, I guess that. It does. Yeah. A bag, uh, like a really simple bag that has a, you know, pretty simple design takes me a couple hours 
And then, you know, the, the big, like, um, I did a big creature from the Black Lagoon that was, I don't know, five feet across, I think, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that took me, um, 60 hours? yeah, about 60 hours, somewhere wow. around there. Yeah. It took me a lot longer when I was first starting. I did a, a big piece and it took me a month. But I've been doing it for so long now that I, I don't have to, I, I used to have to sit and think about like, okay, if I'm going to cut this out, how am I going to do it? Where am I going to put it? And I don't think about that stuff anymore. I just get started. So that just saves. Know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's- and I have tons and tons of thread and, you know, everything that I need I have. And <laughs> we realized, oh, a couple of years ago, what was it? Five years ago, maybe that we have a basement. It used to just have boxes in it, but we went, oh my God, there's a basement down there that we could actually use. <laughs> so um, we, we cleared out all the boxes and stuff out of the basement and all my stuff's in there now. So that helps a lot too, to actually have space to work because it takes a tremendous amount of space. Yeah. And I'm sure that that's just, it's so needed for your process. I, I imagine. I think with any it, of us, you know, creatives, we talked about that, how we've all throughout our lives, like we've had spaces and then you don't have spaces and you can definitely tell the difference when you don't have one, right? Right. Yep. <laughs> so well, I know- with music, if you don't have a space, somebody is going to be really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Neighbors yeah. are not going to be happy with you. And yeah. Truth. <laughs> my my husband like that was he's got his music room and I got my art room so we're pretty set (laughs) right yeah makes it nice doesn't it (laughs) yeah for sure so I know in our last when we talked to Chris Sherry months ago he said that how he worked in his day every single day he worked on art do you have the similar similar approach is that kind of something that you incorporate definitely definitely I get um when in normal times you know, we get in the morning, Sam and I do school and he usually has his school done by at least mid-afternoon. And then I tend to work on work on my art until it's time for dinner. And then I work on it after dinner until about nine. So I, yeah, I work on it all the time. That's amazing. Well, and it's no. great. <laughs> it's I think it's amazing because I mean, you spend you spend all day with your son, you get to, you know, bond and do that, but then he gets his time, right? He does, yeah, and he's he's way more introverted than I am, so he likes to have his time by himself for sure. Wow, yeah, it's great to hear that you have that like that that balance between artist, mom, wife, everything else. So that's great to hear. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's it's hard to stop yourself from just working all the time, but you know, but to, to me, it's I don't I'm working for these two guys. So like ignoring them wouldn't do any good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want beloved employee on my tombstone that just doesn't. It's <laughs> It sounds like a great art title. Like, it, it <laughs> we should use that right or a song title. I don't know. Sure. Anyone on this call can take that idea, I guess. <laughs> Do you, do, have you ever had any photographer, one of the photographers like reach out to you who've seen your pieces and like, uh, you know, just came across your work and didn't know that you were creating it or has that, anything like that happened? Um, no, I try, I try to be really respectful of, of people's photography. And if I know that they've done the photograph, I'll contact them. I don't, you know, I don't, unless I'm completely mixing it up and it's, it's not the original work. If I'm just going kind of straight from what they're doing, I always try and contact them and make sure they know. Oh, that's amazing. Well, and that's an interesting topic, right? Because there's so many times where it's like, how, how much can you remove from the original piece that it's, it's your own, that you, it's something completely different versus when you're driving directly from that photograph origin. Right, right. And you know, and the, somebody worked hard to get the photograph. So, you know, and if it's, if it's that iconic, it's something that, that, is is out there because they took that picture and I'm very mindful of that. I think that's important and it's important to honor that. Oh, that makes my heart That brings me to that uh, I was going through your Instagram like mm-hmm. way back and I saw the Santa Cruz screaming handscape. Oh, deck sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like the thing. It's such an iconic, you know, image, but you made it so fucking awesome like like it, it's it's freaking rad like also like how i don't even know how you 
did it, but it's amazing. And like, so that, she made it like unique to your and style. That, that was at, they were doing a, a show at Santa Cruz Skateboards, hmm. the Screaming Hand show. And so that was a piece that I made um, at that time. But I, I we uh, contacted him and made sure everything was okay. And yeah, yeah. So that was fun. I yeah. was really, I, I like being able to kind of put my spin on stuff. It, it yeah. feels good. You definitely did it. <laughs> it's awesome. <Thank> you. <laughs> Speaking of that Screaming Hand show, it traveled, you know, around and it came here to Arizona and all of us went. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Oh Screaming my gosh. I don't, yeah. We didn't even go, did we? Because they had it all packed up and ready to go. So my piece didn't make it in the show, yeah, which is fine. <laughs> I was like, I would have remembered. I would have yeah, remembered. No, yeah. no, they had, what's that? It was at the Santa Cruz Museum. Yeah, it was at the Santa Cruz Museum for a while. But um, yeah, they already had it all packed up and it was ready to go to Japan, I think when so yeah, so I was too late. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's so great. So where do you I know that you have a website and you sell some of your stuff out of there. And you said that you do a lot of commission work. Do people just come to you directly through your website typically to do a commission or how does that work? Um, You know, usually it's just on Instagram. People send me a direct message saying, Hey, do you have some time to, to do something for me? And if I do, I do. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. That's a a way to be. If I do, I do. (laughs) But don't, I do. Yeah. I got time. Yeah. (laughs) There's a a lot of people, you know, right now I have a long list. So there's a lot of people waiting. um, And I feel bad about that, but it's just me. So, you know, it's, it's, you're either going to have to wait or, you know, go somewhere else and find something else. No one else is going to do it because you're the only you. So (laughs) (laughs) it'll be worth the wait. Yeah. self by the time I get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any other artistic mediums that you like to dabble in? Not, not, you know, not right now. Like I said, I used to make um, costumes a lot. I made my son, oh my Lord, I made him so many costumes. He had a a Mecha Godzilla costume I made for him and Ultraman and Godzilla and um, Kid Flash Flash and Batman Beyond. I mean, you name it. I've (laughs) We would go to comic book conventions, and so we would find who we wanted to to talk to, and then I would make a costume for Sam of the whatever that person had worked on. So we wanted to meet Darwin Cook one time, so I made him a little Batman Beyond costume, and Darwin Cook wasn't doing any artwork, but he was like, do you have a piece of paper? So he did us a, a... uh, drawing just for Sam and people were coming and crowding around and oh we do mean it no <laughs> but I awesome. yeah, I guess. <laughs> always yeah. she's fangirling right now <laughs> <laughs> she loves Batman <laughs> Dude, it's my favorite oh my gosh Batman yeah and Batman Beyond is he's my boy nice You're my boy Batty <laughs> my boy <laughs> <laughs> let's get into some music like what are what are some of your favorite bands and you know how did you get into punk rock uh you know most of of the punk that I got into was because of Chris when I met him I listened to uh mostly um sure. yeah yeah it, yeah a lot of a lot of uh Christmas. like pop like and Christmas music I like Christmas music a lot hey but. there's no shame in any of that <laughs> Pop pop for a reason, and Christmas—that's just rad. When we were we, when we went on our first date, it was in April, I think maybe, and he was absolutely shocked because I had Christmas music going in the car. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just a, a point in time. You know, like brings you back to being a little kid, and it's really nice. So you know, he started introducing me to you know Descendants and all, and of course, and just you know, kind of expanding my horizons a lot when I hadn't been familiar with it before. And it's such a, a open group of people, yeah. like I, you know, so it, it was so nice to be able to connect with all these people who had such you know, some of them had really difficult backgrounds, but most, you know, most of them, we just get together and talk about our kids and stuff like that. So it was, it was nice to just be able to, to go, this is a really nice group of people who 
care about their kids and care about the same things I care about. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. Well, you bring up an interesting point because no one is born loving punk rock. Like you, you get introduced <laughs> to it, you know, right. like you find right. your way. Yeah. And I, and I feel like the people that do gravitate towards it, it's like a sense of home that you've been longing for. It's like right. I found my people because I'm sorry, listening to Christmas music in April is punk rock too. You know <laughs> <what> I, <mean? laughs> I am not going to let the months define my musical choice. Okay. Like, I'm gonna listen to you know, the other thing I really like about punk rock is that the, the people who are the musicians who are in it grow. So like, they talk, you know, when you're, when you're listening to early stuff, it talks about the anger that you have when you're a kid or, you know, wanting to fit in or not wanting to fit in, whatever. But then as they get older, they start talking about stuff about being older. You know, they start talking about having a wife or, or having kids and doing that kind of thing. So it's nice to see, see it evolve, whereas a lot of music I feel like doesn't. It kind of stays at a certain, you know, you're, you're like you know, heavy metal kid <laughs> and you never grow out of being heavy metal kid. Not that, you know, there's, there's plenty of heavy metal kids that have grown up and been just fine, but it is, it's really nice to see evolution in music. That's true. I mean, and I think that you showcase that a lot in your work because you show historical older photographs too, that you've depicted in a textile manner, but then you've also grown to like more, you know, recent images too. So it's pretty great to see. Um, so how long total have you been doing this type of work? Let's see. I started, I, I guess it's been 16 years, maybe 15, 16 years, something Probably like that. About Probably about 15. Yeah. I, I was the, the, um, costuming stuff I did for, for, I just stopped doing that three or four years ago. Yeah. So, um, that's when I kind of started doing this more full time, but I've, I started, uh, Psycho Donuts in Campbell had a, <laughs> had a Bigfoot, um, show where they were doing a benefit for the Bigfoot Museum in Santa Cruz. It's Santa Cruz, right? Yeah. yeah. So I did a piece for that. And that was years and years ago. And it sold right away. And I was so excited. And oh. uh, I think I way underpriced it too, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but that just like, that gave me the, the like push to go, okay, I can actually do this and, and make this happen. That's awesome. Yeah. It was, yes, he sold it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, I was really surprised because, you know, you never know. Well, I think that's pretty amazing because for multiple reasons, but I mean, 15 years is not, I mean, it's a long time, don't get me wrong, but it's not in the grand scheme of things, you know, you're an entire lifetime. Right, so right. It's, it's great to think that, because one of the things I said before I, I got in here, even though I tried different mediums, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, which my, you know, voices, you know, creatively. Right. And it's great to hear someone else who, you know, really found something very unique in a niche. Oh, totally. I was doing wastewater treatment before that. So like, <laughs> you never know where you're going to end up. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so great. So have you had any like moments where you were able to give a piece to like some of your favorite musicians or show them that have you had, we call them fangirl moments, but I guess Te technically, I mean, you, you know, you're, you, it sounds like you've been around the pit like so much that you probably. Oh, yes. Actually, up. yeah. There's there's one. Chris just reminded me. Uh, there used to be a, a gallery called Creature Features in Burbank. Uh, and they did a Tim Curry tribute. <gasps> and so, yeah. So I did a couple of pieces for Tim Curry. And he was there. And he... Um, he was, they had not expected the turnout that they had. So they had people waiting, they were out their door and then like around the corner and down the block wow. because that people were just so excited that he was there. And he met with as many people as he could, but he was um, still, I think he was just recently recovering, wasn't he? Cause yeah. he, you know, he had had a stroke. And so he, you know, he met with as many people as he could, but then he kind of had to shut down 
And so uh, Chris and I were wandering around, you know, back in the back and we saw him sitting there just kind of went, okay, we shouldn't do this, but it's now or never. And it's Tim Curry. So I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And he is such a Hollywood movie star gentleman. Like if you imagine what meeting Tim Curry would be like, that's exactly what it's like. He was delightful and asked what pieces we did. And we told him and he like put his hand over his heart and said, I'm so honored. And oh oh my gosh, it was, yeah, I was, uh, that was, that was a big one for me. (laughs) I mean, that's amazing. I'm geeking out just listening to you. Oh, (laughs) it's pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Ed, when I did the, the, the flipper for, for Ed Culver, the photographer. Oh yeah. That was, that was really great too. Cause it was, we went to his house and uh, he's friends with Chris. And so he went through and showed us how he did the different photography that he's done over the years. And he's just, he's such a, uh, his, his photography, there's so much to it that you couldn't possibly understand unless he explained it to you. It's, it's really the types of things that he was doing I, I I don't know how he figured it out to be able to get, because he was like, yeah, we put a, a thing back here and then we lit a garbage can on fire over here and then we had him jump and just like all this crazy stuff going on. And this, this photo, you, it's so complete that you don't even think about all the work that went into getting this, this perfect picture. And a lot of it's film, right? It was film, yes. analog photography is what he, Yep. It's just insane. So Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, he's amazing. Wow. And he was and he's down to earth too, which is super shocking. He is. He's so fun to talk to. He's really great. So uh let's talk like movies. What are some of your like favorite movies? Oh, let's see. Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> Chris is telling me. Sunset Boulevard definitely is is um a Probably, it's probably in the top 10. I, it's a perfect movie in every way. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Have you all seen it? Yeah, it's really, really good. It's amazing. It's the best movie. That, it's, it's so good. Babadook. And yeah, the Babadook. I don't, when I had Sam, I had um, uh, postpartum. Terrible, like oh. really debilitating postpartum. So we watched the Babadook after that was all over. And I was like, this is like a documentary. This is the great. I totally understand where she's coming from. This is great. So I really like that movie. Walking with Monsters. Have you guys seen the Walking with Dinosaurs series? Oh no. my God. They're so good. Okay. So Walking with Dinosaurs is great. And, and you know, it just goes through and explains dinosaurs and that kind of thing. But Walking with Monsters is before dinosaurs. So they have the great big spiders that are the size of a cat. And they have like, Mesoph- yeah, Mesoph- what? Mesophila. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they have um, centipedes, great big centipedes. Mm-hmm. And then they have all these creatures that I never knew anything about that are oh. around before the dinosaurs ever came. That's insane. Gabby loves dinosaurs. Yeah, I, I think I remember life. that show. And it's like, it's it's pretty crazy. Like all the giant creatures and you're glad oh, they're tiny. <laughs> Sam was obsessed with it and like kind of he outgrew it, but I never did. It was so good. <laughs> I love dinosaurs. They're great kind of put it on my that, list to watch yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that you you know found something like that to help like through postpartum I think that that's still a topic that many women shy away from still talking I know, about. and that's too bad because it's it's so very normal you know and and to make it feel like it's not normal and like it's you know a dirty secret is really really sad especially when you know you feel like like I rem- I still remember, you know, he's 17. I, when he was first born, I thought, my God, what have I done bringing this kid into this terrible world? And that, I mean, that was my first yeah. thought when he was born. And it just didn't, you know, it didn't go away. And so I always want to reach out to people who, you know, are feeling like, you know, is it, how can I possibly feel like I want to take this kid out of this world because I feel guilty about it? You know, right. that's, that's scary. And that's, it's wrong. And, but you need to talk through it because it doesn't, you know, it's not like it's just happening in a vacuum where you suddenly are the only person in the world who's gone through this. So if you can open up to people and talk to them about it, it's going to be that much easier to deal with. I think that there's still a lot of 
stigma and a lot of expectations, female like Absolutely. expectations that are built into that. And of course, I'm saying this from you know a person. You know, I'm, I'm not a mother yet. Of course, I've had, <laughs> I've had a lot of I've had a lot of uh, friends who have dealt with that, and it's a very very real thing. Yeah, so totally, yeah. You know, it's, Hormonal. You know, it's, it's just like that thing where you, when your kid is little and you check to make sure they're still breathing, you're checking to see if they're dead. Everybody does it, but they feel so funny. Like <laughs> you feel like a ghoul checking to see if your kid's dead, but you're going to do it. <laughs> Are you still there? Are you still there? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you shake them a little bit and start to cry and you go, okay, we're good. <laughs> so do you guys have any animals or anything? We do. We have one very spoiled dog who uh, we had two dogs. She's a she's a uh, shepherd, a Belgian shepherd, and she's a rescue. And she's she's a weird dog. Anyway, we had another little dog, but she kept beating him up. So we ended up having to find him another home because he ended up getting badly hurt by her. She's just too territorial and. And then my son has extremely mentally ill cat that we're all afraid of. <laughs> uh, she's a tuxedo and she's one of those ones where you look at her and her eyes get really big and you're like, oh, oh here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of my really last cat. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's so soft. She feels really good. So you want to pat her, but she's just so scary. Yeah. But she stays back in his room with him, and that's probably for the best. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. She's nuts. <laughs> she's, she needs a little little bit of a stabilizer there, that little kitty. <laughs> it's My kind of the kitty. fun of it, though. I remember, like, her cat, he was one minute, he was chill the next minute you're like, oh, crap, is he going to, like, attack me? <laughs> yeah. Yes. But he was and awesome. <laughs> You never know because sometimes she'll rub up against your leg and then mm. she'll just turn right around and attack you and you're trying to walk out the door, but you're having to kind of <laughs> do the shuffle thing because she's got a hold of you and won't let go. That sounds exactly like my last cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one so. time I got home like really late after a show and I'm like sneaking in, like trying to not wake anyone up. And I look at him, he looks at me and he just like goes for my thigh and like really comes <laughs> And of course, I yell and wake everyone up. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and then he like just goes off on this day, and I'm like, dude, I'm bleeding here. Like, <laughs> no love. But he no was perfect. <laughs> but I, but I used to loved him all the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is they actually make like mood stabilizers for cats. I had to like do it to my cat one time. He was having he was having issues with another cat, so he was marking a lot. Oh. And then I, you know what? I finally decided I was like, I'm not going to keep giving this to him. Like this is fucked up. And but yeah, that's did it, did it help him though? Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, for a little bit, yeah. They called it like Kitty Prozac, pretty much. <laughs> after a while, I felt bad. I was like, I'm not, let him be. Like, I know why he's doing it. Yeah, we, we tried with the dog because she was attacking our littler dog and um, it didn't seem to have any effect. She just, oh, wow. yeah. She's a guard dog. So, you know, she's yeah. doing her job. So I felt bad, you know, always yelling at her, but I didn't want her to kill the other dog. So. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, <laughs> sometimes, you know, the animals don't go, they don't mesh together and that's okay. Right. That's okay. And we live in a not great neighborhood, so it's probably better to, to have the guard dog here <laughs> making people scared. So uh, going back to some of your artistic works, have you ever gone to a show and taken a photo yourself or done something like based on your own reference and, and built off of that? Um, no, I don't think I have. I should. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do it in your mind all the time because you're probably like, oh, that would be, that right there would be really great. Like you said, you yeah. can't even take watch movies anymore. So I, right. I know you, you're just the, looking at the way you capture light and everything. I know you just rock the camera. That's just my thought. Or a cell phone, you know. The best camera yeah. is the one you have, you know, so. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I would really, I would, I have not thought of, I, honestly, that hadn't crossed my mind. Yay. So, I, it was a great idea. Yay. Tag me on your first one. Just, just put me in a comment so I can flag it. It's awesome. Very cool. 
So do you have any um, independent local artists or, or just underground artists that are some of your favorites? I know you talked about a bunch of other, you know, ones that you've worked with that inspire you, but is there other ones that are from different genres that you really admire and just, you know, really work alongside your aesthetic? I have, the, the, oh gosh, there are many, many, many people that I, I, I have so many artist friends that I really admire. Chris Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he? He's okay. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> I think it's great. We're, you What's could do that? a where's, where's uh, Chris and where's Laureate shows, like kind of like where's yeah, Waldo. Yeah, for sure. Like, We're not <laughs> I trademarked that idea. <laughs> Just kidding. I've been working with some artists, some photographers lately that, you know, that I really like their work. Dave Nasworthy, I've, I've gotten uh, uh, some of his work that I've been, you know, working with. And there's, there's a few, Ed Culver, definitely. Robert Taylor is an amazing artist. He doesn't um, do as much work as he needs to, so I hope he hears this and does some more work. Get busy, buddy. And um, Kevin Seconds, he's always impresses me. His his um, yeah, his work is beautiful. He did uh, our dog that we had to give up was Zinger, and he was my dog. So Chris commissioned Kevin to do uh, a portrait of him for my birthday, and I burst into tears, of course. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sheila, Sheila's last name is Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. See, there's me with name. I have misnamia. It's really terrible. I can't ever remember names. It's yeah. Awful. But correct me if I'm wrong. You can remember their art, right? Yeah. Because that's oh, yeah. what I, I do. Yeah. Yep. And I can remember if you tell me that you broke your your ankle when you were seven, I will remember that. I just always put different names on people. Nobody ever looks like what I think their name should be. <laughs> I love so, that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm always like struggling for names, and it's it's ter. I do that with family members even. It's terrible. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I keep Chris. Chris is really good at like filling in things for me so that I don't have to feel. <laughs> feel like an idiot all the time. <laughs> well, it comes from the beauty of being an introvert, right? And being someone that, that whose work is driven from observation, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's definitely true. Oh yeah. Christine Benjamin. She's amazing. She does. Um, we have uh, an Elvira that I'm actually looking at right now that she did that just makes my heart happy every time I look at it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> my, my friend um, Bonnie Robinson Stewart does uh, uh, like plushies that are koi and she did a Godzilla that I'm actually looking at in the room right now too and they're wonderful and um, uh, my friend Hero did he did a Godzilla on my leg so he does wonderful um, uh, skin work and he also does uh, artwork which is amazing uh, <laughs> no, there's I, so many I before I would have written down, but then I would just be reading off a list to you because there are so many people <laughs> that, that I, I admire and take a lot from. Oh, that's so great. And uh I know that punk rock and paintbrushes, but you've you've done a lot of other yeah. different art art, you know, gallery shows and everything else. Um right. that, how many punk rock and paintbrushes have you been involved with? Ah, uh, yeah, probably, probably four, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Emily's just so, she's so good to work with because she's such a, she's such a generous person just by nature. Like you, you want to kind of match that and be as generous as she is. I've never come across anybody who's as tirelessly generous as she is. Oh, so that's like, that's definitely your favorite project to be a part of every year. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I love working with her. I like working with um, Sugar Mint Gallery and Cactus Gallery. And the, I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people that, yeah, are the art world is wonderful. So what would you say to any little girl out there that's like, I wish 
wish I could, you know, do art and I just don't know what to do when I'm scared or I'm scared to put my work out there. What would you say to them? <laughs> Chris just said go up here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, in, in a way that's true. It's it that's that's a hard one for me because I'm not uh, you know, I'm, I'm fairly confident. So I always feel like, you know, I'm fine. And what I put out there, I, I like, so, you know, I guess if you like it, just put it out there. I mean, I, you know, and, and try and like, look at things around you and say, I like this. I'm really good at working with Play-Doh. How can I make that a little different? You know, cause that's really all I did. I went, you know, I, I like to sew. What can I do? I like that. That's yeah. Awesome. I mean, there's, a, there, and everything is art, you know? So like, if you're good at making cookies, make good cookies. It's, With zombie it's, hands. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the little fingernails that come off. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so great. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. Um, we really, I just enjoy your art. I enjoy your spirit. It's very inspirational. You definitely like you said, took a medium and really made it your own. And it's, it's awesome to see how much your progression of your work in, in such a short amount of time, because we did a lot of internet stalking <laughs> you know, just to kind of <laughs> take a look and see what your work is so, and what it's become. So thank you. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's made a lot of changes in the last, you know, especially in the last few years, I feel like I've really, really kind of grown a lot. Wow. And that's, I think that's important for any sort of uh, creative is to definitely have room to grow, but also have room to fail. Like, cause like you said, you throw away a lot of vinyl, right? I throw away so much stuff. (laughs) Yes. And I rip apart so much stuff and I do a lot of corrections and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. You just can't fall in love with your first idea. That's never going to work out. You know, (laughs) I had an, I had an art teacher in this I hope this doesn't offend anyone. I'm just going to preface it. But um, they said, you have to, you have to kill your babies is what he says in the sense, like your pieces of art, your pieces, your music, your songs, your, your vinyl, your photographs, whatever you have to kill it in such. And, and that's why I feel that sometimes working with others and getting critiques is so important to the process of growth. And so You know, I think it's, and I, I, and it sounds like it's something that you definitely use as a tool and it's, it served you well because you definitely taken it and made it your own. So it's pretty amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah. My friend, uh, Garrett Immel, he works on a lot of horror movies and, and that kind of thing. So he works on Walking Dead and just all kinds of horror movies. And he said, there's nothing he enjoys more than destroying something after he's made it like you know, he, he works on like a mask or a makeup or some sort of appliance or whatever. And he loves ripping it apart. And that really shocked me at first, but I thought, yeah, that's immensely satisfying when you just go, nope, bye, done with this, moving on to the next thing. I know. Cause there's sometimes when I'm working on something, I'm like, I don't even like this anymore. I'm, like, yeah. I'm tired of looking at it. Like, I yeah, <laughs> burn it, rip it up. It's great. <laughs> So burn it down. I love it. Yes. Burn it all down. <laughs> you heard it first from Lori. <laughs> That's so great. Well, Lori, can't wait to see where your art takes, you know, the rest of us. It's definitely inspiring on so many different levels and you do a lot of great things for the community. So thank you for all your contributions and your spirit, most of all. Well, so. thank you. It was great to be on here. It was really great. nice to talk to you. Awesome. Can you just for our listeners just plug uh, where people can find your work and what your handles are? Oh, sure. It's uh, Lori B. Herbst on Instagram. It's L-O-R-I-B-H-E-R-B-S-T on Instagram. And then you can look up Lori Herbst Artist and it'll take you to a website if you want to do that. Um, If you go on Facebook that Chris uses my name, so you won't get a hold of me. (laughs) I I do have to say he is so great about always, you know, it's the perfect epitome husband. That's like, Oh, Lori did this. And Lori and I did this. And Lori and I were talking. He's it's really, it's really cute. You know? And so he's my favorite person in the whole world. 
I, you should yeah, be your, <laughs> your husband, right? I know. I, I say that too about my husband too. I'm like, I really, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got a Chris Sherry appearance and it was pretty adorable as well, guys, to our listeners. I mean, I mean, you, those are the things you think about when you're in quarantine. And I like the other day I was looking at my hubs. I was like, I'm really, you know, I'm so stoked that you're my best friend because this would be terrible. If I know, I'm so glad I don't hate you. you know? <laughs> that would be, I, and I imagine there are some people that are just going, I'm going to kill you if we're here another week. So I know, I'm I know. That. A moment of silence for those people. We hope <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you. It's not going to last forever. <laughs> well, thank you again for talking to us. And uh, maybe the next trend is vinyl Lori masks. <gasps> oh, that would be so hard to breathe through. Oh, my God. <laughs> Protective. It might solve a lot of problems. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, there you go. Hey, I guess not all my ideas can be winners, right? <laughs> I'm taking your advice. <laughs> I'm taking your advice, you know, go with it or don't, right? Let's see what works. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks again, Lori. And I can't wait until things go back to normal and I spot you at a show because when it's safe, I can't wait to hug you. <laughs> Me too. It's going to be great. Awesome. Well, thanks again. You okay. Bye. 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 Bye-bye, guys. Bye, Chris. Hi, Lori. Oh. <laughs> oh, they're awesome. They're so great together. And they're they're just as equally wonderful separate as they are together, you know. Mm. So wonderful artists. I mean, if you want to have like an artist couple goals right there, they're definitely it. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much to Lori Herps for joining us on the Sound Sister podcast. Remember to head over to the website soundsistersaz.com to view and listen to previous podcast episodes. Go to our Facebook and like us, Instagram to follow us at soundsistersaz. Check out our shows through your iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Thank you, everyone, for all your support. It really does mean everything to us. We want to hope and wish you that you're well and safe during this uncertain time and know that we're in this all together. So on that note, this is your host, Dreadall, signing off with my lovely ladies, reminding you to keep your eyes on the prize, always do your best, and wash your hands. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye.